Father God, please help us as we prepare for a special opportunity to thank you for the many blessings and abundant harvest that you bring to our lives. As we join together to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday, we want to thank you once again for giving your son to save us from our sins because we are all sinners. We thank you for not giving up on us when we lose our way and we make mistakes. We know your spirit lies within us and because of you, we have hope for the future, even with the challenges and uncertain times in which we live. And all God's people said, amen. So the passage that LaVon read for us tonight from Thessalonians is part of the final set of instructions that the Apostle Paul gives to the people of Thessalonica, including guidance about giving thanks in all circumstances, which is fairly appropriate since we're preparing for this Thanksgiving holiday. Now, as a side note, I mentioned Thessalonica. Uh, in case you're curious as to where that's located, the biblical city of Thessalonica was uh, located in what is now the northern part of Greece, and I believe that it's actually currently buried underneath uh, a current uh, city with a slightly different name, uh, Thessaloniki. So anyway, let's step back in time and look at what was intended for the Thanksgiving holiday when it was first made official in 1863 by our president at the time, Abraham Lincoln. I'll just read you a, a quick piece of his proclamation here. He says, I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. So the holiday as we know it now, of course, is centered on thanksgiving, but also praise, which are related but different concepts. So let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Of course, praise is when we compliment and admire God for all of his virtues and for what he is. On the other hand, thanksgiving is when we express thanks and gratitude to God for the things that he's done for us or that he's provided to us. So as I mentioned, certainly those are slightly different concepts, but they're still somewhat interconnected. For instance, many people who praise God thank God as well. Now, for most of us, praising God is a regular, it's a regular thing. It's part of our worship services. We're very used to that. But sometimes we might not be quite as diligent about giving thanks to God. And that's what I'd like for us to focus on this evening. So the last part of the scripture that LeVon read from Thessalonians tells us that the key to being thankful involves three ingredients. Rejoicing always, praying daily, and giving thanks. So when we look at the first ingredient, that's rejoice always. Now rejoice is a word that probably most of us don't use on a regular basis, but when you look in the Bible, rejoice is used many, many times. And in that verse, Paul tells the, church, the people of the Church of Thessalonica to rejoice while its members were in the middle of a severe wave of persecution, which probably was a situation where they were being treated poorly by others based on their religious beliefs. 
and when you think about it, you know, when Paul says rejoice, rejoice, well, that probably seemed, to those people, that seemed kind of harsh, or maybe like he was just out of touch. But really, when you step back and you look at it, Paul was right on. Because when he used the word rejoice, he was, he was talking about joy, just pure joy and not necessarily happiness. Because happiness is kind of circumstantial and, and it's emotion that we can't always control. For instance, you know, many of us can be spontaneously happy when our favorite football team is on a roll and they're, they're winning every game, but, you know, should their fortunes change and they, they go on a skid, suddenly we're not so happy anymore. But rejoicing is a different, it's a different thing. It's, a, it's not a spontaneous emotion, but actually it's an intentional act of faith. Rejoicing is a decision that each of us can make. And it's the first ingredient in a life of thankful living. Now, many of you might remember the biblical story of Job, who lost literally everything. But his faith in God remained because he had made a decision to be joyful and strong in his faith. And this decision helped him to rejoice even in difficult times, such as job loss, illness, even death. And when I think back, uh, I look at my personal experiences, uh, a time where I rejoiced, uh, I go back about seven years ago to a Friday morning uh, in December uh, when I was at work and my supervisor showed up unexpectedly. I say that because he, he worked in Kansas City, I worked in Omaha, so he wouldn't just normally uh, just pop in, but he did right after eight o'clock, came into my office, sat down and said hello, and uh, it's time to get human resources on the phone so we can have a conversation. Well, you know, it didn't, <laughs> he didn't have to say a whole lot more, and I, I knew what was coming, and I was about ready to, to get, uh, get let go, terminate, whatever you want to call it, but um, that, it was just a, a situation where, um, you know, by the end of the day, I'd packed everything up, got in my car, headed home, and despite the circumstances, I felt a sense of peace and joy because my family was supportive, my church family was supportive, and my faith in God just helped me put that loss back into, into proper perspective of just being a temporary situation in life. So I rejoiced in my family, and my faith helped lead me forward to eventually find a different job, a different company, and a better, better opportunity, a more, you know, a better path in life. And having told this story, I imagine there could be other folks in the congregation who, who may have gone through similar situations like that. Now, the second ingredient in being thankful is to pray daily. Now, you might ask, okay, what, what's the benefit? What, what value do we get from that? Well, praying daily deepens our faith, and it helps us to hedge against uncertainty in our lives by focusing on God's wonder and the gifts that we receive from God. And Paul, when he's talking to the Christians in Thessalonica, he, he tells them to pray without ceasing. Just, just pray constantly, don't stop. And he stresses that so much because prayer is the heavenly fuel that keeps the flame of joy burning even in times of trials. So I'll say that again. 
Prayer is the heavenly fuel that keeps the flame of joy burning even in times of trials. He also stressed it so much because prayer helps each of us to persevere. And the, uh, the dictionary defines perseverance as, as persistence in doing something despite difficulty or maybe delay in achieving success. And a direct reference to uh, 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 the concept of persistent prayer is first seen in the book of Luke, chapter 18, where it talks about the parable of the persistent widow. And I'll just kind of quickly paraphrase that for you. So there was a small town in biblical times. In that town, there was a local judge. And the judge was, um, oh, not the, not the greatest judge in the world. It, this judge didn't, didn't fear God. He didn't really care what anyone thought about him or his work. He was just, he was just there, maybe you could say collecting a paycheck. Well, there happened also in the small town to be a widow. And this widow had been in a situation where someone had, had uh, done something wrong against her and she needed some help. So she went to, uh, she went to the judge and she, she pleaded, grant me justice against my adversary. Please, please help me. But, you know, this judge just couldn't really, uh, he didn't want to mess with it. He didn't want to take the time. Nope, sorry, can't help you. But gosh, she was persistent. She came back time and again, asking, pleading the same thing, but each time he just kind of put her off. Well, eventually, she was just so darn persistent, she never gave up. And in the end, this judge came around and he helped her get justice for what she needed. Well, the same thing happens in our lives when we pray persistently to God. Now, by the way, I'm not making any comparison between God and this judge, anyway, but just kind of go with me on this. So God listens to our prayers, certainly our persistent prayers, and makes sure that we get what we need. That might not be exactly what we prayed for, but God is there for us, and he hears those persistent prayers. Now, as I look out at the, uh, everyone in the sanctuary today, I think, you know, we're all different types of people, and, and in this world, some people would consider themselves to be results-oriented people, Okay. So I'd like to just take a quick poll by a show of hands who would consider themselves to be a results-oriented person. Okay, yeah, that's several people in here. So for those of us who are results-oriented, praying can be, it can be difficult when the results of the prayer uh, appear to be delayed or, or it might not even happen for us. Um, you know, in that case, you know, for people who are results-oriented, Sometimes we're wired to look for substitutes when something that we prayed for, it just seems like it's not going to happen. But when you look in the Bible in Daniel chapter 10, it teaches us that in the spiritual realm, God answers our prayers the moment we start praying, even though we might not see the results right away, or we might not think we see the results. Now, I'll be candid with you and share that one of my biggest faith challenges is to pray to God persistently. It's just honestly not one of my strengths. But as a member of the prayer team here at Faith Westwood, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be part of a group where we, um, we need to, we, we push ourselves to help facilitate intercessory prayer on a regular basis. 
Now, I, I use the word intercessory prayer. If that's not a familiar word, that just means that we're praying or lifting up prayers to God on behalf of, of whomever we're praying with. So one particular aspect of this prayer team opportunity that involves persistence happened actually just last Saturday when this church was doing wonderful things, handing out Thanksgiving meal bags. And as a member of the prayer team, we needed a little bit of persistence. You know, the, the, you know it might be uh, the weather conditions aren't favorable, or you're out in the parking lot, and you're looking at cars as far as you can see, and they all, you know, they all want some prayers. Um, so it pushes you. It's a great, it, it, it helps you become more persistent because it's not like you can just go up to the first car, talk a little bit, do a prayer, and, and then be done. No, you've, you've got to be persistent because there are some real needs from those clients of the pantry. So great, uh, a, there's a real push to be persistent. And it's certainly taught me that, you know, persistent prayer is, is very possible, but we, we need to be intentional about it. And sometimes we just need to open up our hearts to pray at any time and any circumstance, maybe, you know, not necessarily ideal circumstances. Now, the last ingredient in being thankful is not surprisingly to give, you know, it's to give thanks. And in the Bible, there were a number of men of influence. And interestingly, these men of influence often uh, prayed out loud to God, or I'm sorry, thanked God out loud. And that was, they were just accustomed to that, they were used to it, uh, whether it was at home or out in the marketplace or whatever, they thanked God and they, they were proud of it. And they, you know, sometimes this happened even in, in times of despair. You know, you look at uh, Job, as I mentioned earlier, Job had lost almost everything, but he thanked God. Jesus was in a tough spot and thanked or prayed to God before he fed 5,000 people out in the middle of nowhere. A couple of guys named Paul and Silas were locked up in a prison cell in Philippi. Probably not a place, you know, a place where you would be thinking about a lot of other things, but somehow they thanked God. And finally, John Huss prayed that God would have mercy upon him while he was being burned alive at the stake. Now, these may be extreme examples for sure, but they really illustrate our capacity as humans to be thankful. One, one particular experience that really hits home for me in terms of being thankful is a time that I witnessed the grace of God firsthand probably 10 years ago when a group of adults and myself took some Cub Scouts to a local retirement home to sing Christmas carols in December really neat opportunity, had all the, or not all, but many of the folks at the retirement home gathered up in the foyer area, scouts were singing, uh, my wife Sandy was accompanying on the piano, all was going well until something happened. Unfortunately, one of the gentlemen in the front row um, had some kind of medical situation and as we learned, he passed away during the hymn sing. But somehow, the grace of God was present. I think that the scouts didn't necessarily know. It appeared like he was just sort of asleep. Um, my wife was kind of oriented in a different direction, so she didn't know. So she, was the, she played, the scouts sang, the, the staff there 
calmly moved him to another area where they could take care of him, and, and we continued and, and finished the event. And it's just, you know, what I, when I look back on that life experience, the only logical explanation that I can think of is that God had a hand in that peaceful life-to-death transition. And for that, I will always be thankful. So as you go forward into this Thanksgiving holiday, I'd just like to ask you to kind of remember the three things that we talked about tonight. Rejoice always, pray daily, and give thanks to our Creator for the many blessings in our lives. Let us pray. Holy Father, we thank you for the many gifts that you've provided to us, and we praise you for your infinite wisdom and your unwavering faith in us. You are our light in the darkness and our spiritual guide. We know that you're not finished with us yet, and that every day is a new opportunity to praise you and to be thankful to you. In your name we pray. Amen.